Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the B&B Podcast. This is episode 134. We are not joined by Brody. He's the bitch next door, you know, just playing wild like a nerd. Uh, however, I am joined by my other co-host. Hey, Colton. He's over there in the box over there, and today we're joined by the guy down there. This is me. It's true. This, this, this is me. Uh, this is me. True. This is this is Thomas, you know. He, uh, he's a guy. You want to tell them a, a little bit about yourself? Or, well, I'm a guy uh, now. Um, you know, I, I can't talk about my past right. legally, but legally now a guy. Redacted. Yeah, redacted. <laughs> uh, no, I, I am, believe it or not, a guy. Um, mm, right. And I'm interested in things, and I do a lot of stuff. Mm, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty valid explanation of what I do. Right. Um, to kind of introduce you, did do, do one of you want to kind of mention how you guys met? Well, we were playing baseball. Yeah, I think it was, I was, what, I was probably eight, seven eight. years old, something like that. Yeah, so I would have been like nine, ten. Yeah, we were playing baseball and just instantly had a connection. And it was my and best fuck. friend. For we the... did. We, we still do. Yeah. What? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Keep talking. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I still remember the first time I came over to your house, met Simon and Julie, because your dad was the only one who took you to the games. Well, I never that's my mom worked. Yeah, so I never met your mom until uh, I came over and then found out she was a hairdresser. And yeah, man, Thomas and I, we got up to a lot of stuff. His birthday parties were amazing. The R. tradition kept strong. R. Yeah, R, R. Um, but yeah, and we've kept in contact and still really good buddies. And then... Um, introduced uh, him and Brandon together. Uh, PlayStation, I think we were playing. Some yeah, games. we played Rocket League and we bullied you GTA. to submission. And exactly. GTA, bro. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then um, uh, the first time Brandon met him in person was uh, at Brandon's house uh, at a hot tub party. And then the sweaty Filipino left his socks by my hot tub. Yeah, okay, he wasn't very sweaty. Well, I mean, there was a hot tub, so everyone was kind of sweaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I yeah, guess that's true. But that's, um, that's Thomas. That yeah. that's the entire story. Uh, if only how I met your mother was that long, bro. You ever think it's weird that it took him like ten years to t- tell these kids about a night that was pretty much unrelated to every other night? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've yeah, yeah that whole show. I don't know, man. Convoluted. Oh shit! Oh, right. we're good. Um. Anyways, uh, Thomas has been wanting to come on the podcast for a bit, and with uh, my memory, I keep forgetting. Uh, so I had to be reminded a few times, but he's on now, and uh, yeah, here we are. Uh, as I mentioned last podcast, we are fiddling around with name changes, rebranding. Um, I'm fiddling around, yes, Thomas, I know, it's hilarious. Speaking of the BBC <laughs> podcast, dude. <laughs> no, not BBC podcast, um, We narrowed BBC. it down to two names, which we're not going to reveal right now, but uh, if you do follow the podcast pretty regularly, uh, it will be on Facebook, I'll put a poll. Uh, you guys might influence, influence, might influence the name change a bit, uh, it's mainly to see what you guys actually think about the the new brand change. Um, we like it so far, and we're leaning towards one, but obviously I kind of want to get the audience perspective as well. So with all that being said, this is episode 134. If I didn't say, I don't know if I did. I already yeah. forgot. Um, professional, I swear. I uh, hope you guys are all doing well. And uh, yeah, we decided, well, Thomas decided on one of these episodes, he wanted to talk about music. So we kind of picked a rough number. I'm not going to say what, because I picked like 20. Um, but 20 albums or 10 albums, you know, our top albums that we think are, you know, the best in our library, maybe not of all time. Maybe we are that vein and we think of all time. But personally, my library, mate, <laughs> your mic is not working better Colton? it's making noise oh my headset's off isn't it yep one sec Dad, that's <laughs> not, i'm like i can't hear i can hear you from the living room but i can't hear you in my ear it'll be edited in post we're okay um but um, yeah i might be vain and saying that you know mine are all the best of all time but they're really not they're just for me uh the albums that i think don't have any skips yeah and um 
just still hold up today because some of the some of these ones are older, some of them are newer. Um, I kind of want to talk about like our histories with music because for me, like I grew up listening to eighties rock. That's where I like first started my path down, like learning what music was and what I liked. Um, as I got older, uh, you know, into my preteen years. My brother introduced me to like heavier music, um, metal, uh, alternative rock, um, stuff like that. And my music taste has kind of just evolved since then. Um, I still enjoy 80s music. Uh, I like 90s grunge. I like alternative. I like hip hop, metal, rap. So I, I've, I've really evolved my music taste over the years, uh, especially since I got Spotify. That was a big turning point, I think. Because before Spotify and all these streaming platforms were a thing, you downloaded your music with fucking, like, LimeWire. That was <laughs> this is a flashback to the past. Oh, mine was Free Rocket. Yeah, but, like, so my music was really confined into that space where I'm like, okay, I'll just go to my brother and get his music. And so I was really listening to his music for a lot of my life. And then once I got Spotify, I now have almost... 7,000 songs in my Spotify library. <laughs> um, so yeah, my music taste has definitely evolved, and I've kind of shared it with other people, Colton included, and yeah. he's the big reason I can stand listening to music that he plays, because it's not country. Yeah, so yours was, you started with 80s uh, music. Mine, I, I grew up on country. I'm going to get a lot of hate for For sure, yeah, there it is. Um, I grew up on country, uh, and it wasn't until I met Brandon that I started to really broaden my horizon. Uh, I got into, like, Papa Roach, Avengers Sevenfold, Shine Down, and now um, uh, I I never used to really like heavy music, but now, like, uh, Brandon, Brody, and I, we're going to see a metal concert in 11 days. Uh, Ice Nine Kills, Black Veil Brides. You just dated this podcast so hard. (laughs) No, I did. But anyway... Um, so yeah, my music taste has really evolved. Um, I still do honestly love my country. I always will, but I alternative rock metal and all that, that really has a special place in my heart now. And I I thank you for that, Brandon. You really introduced me to a whole new world of music. music. Correct. Okay. Come on. (laughs) Country is not bad. It's fucking shit, dude. It's so bad. How many times do you want to hear about a guy who lost his dog and his wife? You know what I'm saying? Like, down by the railroad track, away. My wife got hit by the train that my dog was driving. Okay, no. <laughs> hey, you guys forgot the most important. There's got beer. Be beer in it. There we go. I was drinking a beer while he hit my wife with a train. <laughs> What the fuck's there a train? I was drinking the beers. I watched my dog get hit by a train. My wife was driving it. Anyways, yeah. Thomas, what's your uh, your relationship with music over the years? Uh, well, I grew up listening to metal mostly. Uh, that was what my dad listened to when he was growing up. So a lot of like Halloween, Iron Maiden, stuff like that, more like a power metal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started to learn guitar when I was probably nine years old and hated it for a long time um, until I went to Las Vegas uh, when I was... 11 years old, and I wanted to go see the Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil show, mm-hmm. but it was sold out, so my parents bought the ones for the Beatles, and I mean, I was pissed, because I'm like, who? what 11-year-old is like, yeah, to the Beatles, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we went, and I was just in, like captured by this, um, by what was going on in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like The music was something I'd never really listened to before, and that's where I found my love for the Beatles. And since then, that's been my number one, but I've kind of projected in some other um, fields, like due to playing football and basketball, I was kind of introduced to rap, because that's something my family never listened to, so mm-hmm. I didn't know really what it was. And uh, other family members, like punk music, I'm a big fan of some like obscure, like, well not obscure, but not... Um, Mainstream. Ah. Yeah, uh, like punk bands from the 70s that my uncle listened to. And so it's, mm-hmm. uh, my music's just kind of going like this. Except for country, though, because I have taste. <laughs> gonna cry, boy. I don't know if he's frozen or if he's just sitting here. <laughs> I think he's frozen. Oh, yeah. I oh, there we go. I, I could hear him in the living room talking. <laughs> 
For fuck's sakes. <laughs> Fucking connection issues is what it keeps popping up with. Leave that in. Uh, you gotta keep rolling with the punches, man. <laughs> yeah, I need to know what happened. I need to see this in <laughs> later. What happened? Nothing. I perfectly was. I was perfectly responsible and um, mature, and did not discountry music in any way. Son of a bitch! I know you did. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, we should start uh, start through our lists here, because, like I said, I have a few. Um. Most of these that I have, here's my my list here. Most of these I have are like, you know, newer music. I didn't really put any 80s or anything on here. I was kind of just focusing on the newer music. I literally just went through my Spotify library and picked albums. Uh, so there's definitely some on here that I wish I would have put on, or some that aren't on here that I wish were, uh, but I just didn't have the energy to go fucking seek them out and find out which ones I wanted on here. Um, starting off, this band is kind of different in the sense that the main um, vocalist is just very broad in what he does. He does it's mainly alternative rock, but he also does rap. And what I like about him is he has like two personas. Um, Come on, hmm? you got some MGK on there, bro. Come on, that's who you're describing myself. right now. I shoot myself before I put that fucking dickhead on here. <laughs> um, fuck MGK. Okay, fuck, fuck you. you He's got that. His fuck fucking dude. Dude, he got a fucking ring with thorns in it, so his fiance can't even take it off. Like she can't. It's got thorns in it, so she just pulled off. It cuts her skin. Did you not see that? No, I don't care enough about MGK and Megan Fox. Shit. Listen, uh, him uh, and her drinking blood. That was that was enough. Okay, that was I'm enough. Dead after that. Um. Anyways. No, uh, the band is highly suspect, and their main vocalist's name is Johnny Stevens, but he also goes by his rap persona, which is Terrible Johnny. Um, and he has like three or four different projects, but I just like it because he's not just stuck in one thing. Like, you see so many bands, it's just a carbon copy over and over and over again. They keep pumping out the same goddamn shit. But I feel like with them, they really explore the sound and allow themselves to experiment a bit. Um, so the album I have on here is called MCID, um, which stands for My Crew is Dope. Um, but it, it's a lot of it is exploring his past with his family and like all his trauma and also like exploring moving on and healing from that and being able to move past it through music, which I, I always love when there's passion behind it. So that's my first one. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, Colton. Yeah, okay, well, I'm going to get hate because my first one's a country one. It's the only country one on here, but I'm getting get it, it over with. Fuck all of you. Um, my first you. one um, is by Luke Holmes. Um, I've just always been fascinated with him. I, I love his voice. I love his message. Um, the, the album is what you see is what you get, and it... The reason I love that album so much, um, I was working at uh, one of my jobs. I remember when this came out, and my favorite song to this day that I have played so many times that I still listen to came out on that album. For that reason, this this album will always have a special place in my heart. Uh, the White collar boys, blue collar boys, you <laughs> asshole! Fuck you, blue. Right, but yeah, um, that. Yes, no, it, so it, it's what you see is what you get. I just it, love that for that reason. That's the only country one. The rest is, like, not. So what sets them apart from every single other country artist, then? Is it because Luke Combs is fat? Is he the fat one? Yes, he is the fat one. Yeah, it's he just weighs more, so he's the best. Where he literally <laughs> looks like the embodiment of cornbread, which is hilarious. Whoa, whoa, okay, hold up. What's wrong with cornbread? Nothing. So nothing's wrong with Combs. Well, he sings country. Okay, moving on. Thomas. My first album on here really doesn't have any special meaning behind it or anything. It's just my favorite Beatles album. I thought that's where I started off, just like Colton with country. I'll talk about the Beatles once and get it over with, so Brandon doesn't want to just like... It's okay, I don't hate the Beatles. I just feel like <laughs> they're oversaturated, okay? I just feel like... Like Piano Man by Billy Joel. Good song, yeah. but every white household in the world plays it at least once a day. Mm -hmm. Especially Colton. 
You look like a guy who enjoys yourself some piano, man. Look at you. <laughs> I play once in a while. It's a good uh, song, I, but yeah, I'm, it is overplayed. Down, girl, yeah, like it, it's like that. Fair enough. Anyways. Um, but yeah, it's Help by the Beatles. Um, I think from first song to last song, including the Ringo song, which usually sucks, um, they're all just fun pieces of music. There's nothing overly technical with it. It's one of their mm-hmm. simpler albums. But just like, it, it's, it's got such raw emotion to it, but yet none at all. And that's what fascinates me about it, I guess. And that's my first one. Fair enough. What's this Garden and Yellow Submarine come out on? Uh, Yellow Submarine was on Revolver, and then the Yellow Submarine movie soundtrack, and then Octopus's Garden's on Abbey Road. All right, uh, Craig, your first one. Oh, shit, right. Uh, he doesn't talk. My G. Um, my, G. <laughs> so, my next one. Well, actually, so I put two here because... It kind of introduced me to a completely new side of metal because one thing I find, especially in the metal scene, is how fucking toxic and gatekeeping the fans are. Like, they are possibly the worst in the music scene entirely. And this band, uh, Asking Alexandria, they released their debut. Um, well, it's not, sorry, not debut. Their title album, which is basically Asking Alexandria by Asking Alexandria. Now, in the past, they had created a bunch of other albums that were more on the um, screamo, hardcore metal scene. And uh, the problem with that is, if you know anything about music, if you're going into anything heavy, it's very straining and hard on your vocal cords. So if you, even if you have proper training, like you can still fuck your vocal cords up. Uh, and that's what basically what happened to the lead singer of Asking Alexandria, Danny Warsnop. He fucked his vocals. I think he's had multiple surgeries. And so in an effort to preserve his voice, they changed their sound. They went from more, they went from like metal to more like hard rock. And while they still have their like screaming, uh, like their screaming vocals and the harsher vocals, they definitely have toned it down a lot. But I honestly prefer the newer stuff versus the older stuff, especially after the entire band decided, okay, we need to stop, you know, abusing drugs and we need to finally, like, heal ourselves, basically. Um, so, yeah, asking the the title album, Asking Alexandria, is perfect front to back because it just explains their history with uh, with drugs and what it means to actually, you know, have this new life. And then as well, like A House on Fire um was another one of my favorite albums just because that whole album was solid (laughs) there's no skips on that album entirely and i i I listened to it a lot and uh i think it was probably on my top spotify for two years running but i love that band uh hope to get i hope i can see them one day um i hope they come you know out west canada and not just out east so yeah i love that band and those are probably my two favorite albums they put out to date no, that those are very good choices. Um, I'm also gonna go with AA. Um, so Alcoholics my, Anonymous. Yeah, mine is their most uh, most recent one, right? Yeah, this is their most recent one. Um, it's see what's on the inside, and I just I connected so deeply to that um to that album. There's just so many good songs. Um, mm-hmm. It, 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 there's so many different emotions that ride. Um, then they released one of the the add-on songs, "Miles Away," and I just I love that. I listen to it almost every day. Um, I've got it on my workout playlist. Some of the songs on there. I've got some of it on my chill playlist. Um, two very good songs to get high to on that are uh, to see what's on the inside, and you've made it get this high too. <laughs> those are those are my two favorite ones on there to get high to, or just to vibe out to. So. Um, just for the factor of just how impactful it is and, and, and the lyrics and the music, uh, I have to put uh, See What's on the Inside as my next. Nice. Um, my next one is the album that introduced me to hip-hop, rap, whatever you want to call it, when I was like 14. Um, it was when I was playing basketball, actually. I was pretty good friends with one of the kids on the other team. And so I went to play a pickup game with them in the summer, and someone showed me that, and I was like, oh, because, you know, being white kid from white kid household, I was kind of never around rap, and it was kind of like stigmatized, 
mainly by my older family members, not so much my parents. So something I never really had exposure to. But uh, the album is Ready to Die by Biggie Smalls. Uh, it was his first album. Um, it I played it for the first time and had to play it again because I thought that like I'd missed the skip in the album. Mm-hmm. Like there was a song I just no, even the stuff that I would consider like not as good as you know the give me the loot and stuff like that. It's still you can sit down and vibe to it, and it's something I kind of piqued my interest in rap. And yeah, that's my second album. Very nice, Craig. Second album. All right, that bit's over. Um, <clears throat> get old real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some like fucking hentai porn video. That's what Craig's. Uh... Favorite album is. Whoa, you got a problem <laughs> with that? He's a furry guy. Listen, look at that little fucking bitch. Is he a furry or is he like an? Or is he? No, like he's a, an actual uh, bear. He's an. He's an actual bear. We oh, used I... to. We used to put him. He. His name in here used to be Pedo Bear, but <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh. Let's see here. So my next one. Uh. Is the Bastards by Palais Royale. And this album introduced me to them because I actually got a notification on YouTube about one of their music videos because I follow a few record labels that release, like, you know, certain genres of music, like um, Sumerian Records and and different, like, Atlantic Records like, and a bunch of different labels. And so they popped up in my YouTube, and I'm like, ah, sure, I'll give it a, I'll give it a try. Usually I don't, you know, tap on my recommendations because usually it's, like, fucking weird, like, Shrek's banning your mom from the second room. What the fuck? I loved that video, man. Who told you about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was good, but um, anyways, so yeah, I clicked on Maybe it. My opinion. True. Uh, I I definitely prefer the Deadpool version. Um, but really, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Palais Royale. They're like they're from Canada. They're from I think Ontario or Quebec or something. And it's three, it's it's three brothers, and uh, they're more into like the. I mean, it's hard to define them because it's energetic, but also like dark and like gloomy type of music. Uh, but their whole album was solid front to back. Like, I remember listening to that. Um, not this last summer, but the summer before when Brody and I were in the other place, and I listened to that every day on my way to work and. The beauty of my job at the time, and the only good thing about that job, fuck Rona, gonna say that publicly, uh, <laughs> hopefully I don't get sued, uh, nice. but the only good thing about that job was the fact that I could work outside, and I had my headphones in the whole time. Was I supposed to? No. Did I? Yes. Um, so I had my Bluetooth headphones in, and I yeah, I listened to that album probably like 50 times that summer. Um it's got some really good meaning about like just being accepted and knowing your worth. And it's, it was, it was a really emotionally connective album because I was going through a hard time in my life that year. And it was just something to be like, okay, you know, like take it one day at a time. We'll get through it. You can't, you can't just give up. Right. So it was a really an emotional album for me. And so that's why it's number three on my list. Nice. Yes. Colton, stop staring at your dick. I'm not. I'm trying to figure this out. Um, it says they're Canadian American. Um, well, then yeah, it's probably from America, bro. Because they moved in LA and they perform in America and they live in America now, but they were born in Canada. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. I was just really curious about that because yeah. you were saying they're Canadian. <laughs> I didn't know that actually. Did he, did he just do it? <laughs> Shadows in the background. Okay, bye. You could at least get me views, you dumb. F- Dude. Okay. Okay. Next album. Um. Brandon showed me this band. Is the easiest way to put it. Thank you. Um. Now, at this point in listening music, I wasn't really into uh. The heavier music just yet so to introduce me to uh this band he showed me a song called dear god and then we slowly introduced me to the full album and and uh band that is avenge sevenfold and my album of choice is hail to the king i 
love Hail to the King. So many good songs on there. Um, I'm absolutely in love with M. Shadow's voice. Just so unique, so amazing. Um, uh, I, I'll blast that any day of the week. So just for, for that reason alone, uh, next album's Hail to the King. Nice. Sorry, I was checking some of my phone. Yeah, I remember when I uh, showed you Avenged Sevenfold. It was when I was back upgrading at uh, the high school that we both went to. Yeah. And uh, I had to do something. You know, I had to get Colton <laughs> to the country somehow. And I didn't complete my job. But I was like, I'm I'm like 75% of the way there. So it's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, first you showed me Jack Black. That was the first different music you whenever, showed me. Whenever I need to introduce new music to people that they're not really comfortable with, I just show them Tenacious D, and then you can only build up from that point, so. Exactly. You don't like the D, bro. What? That's honestly, yeah. no, Thomas, that's honestly how this all started. I know, because you sung Kickapoo to me for <laughs> probably eight straight months, dude. It <laughs> was... Look, look, <laughs> it was It was just the worst phase of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you every single day long ass fucking time like bro i don't care that's like this fucking cockles oh, <laughs> oh god if uh, tenacious d in the pick of destiny isn't on there i'm gonna come down and like just be very disappointed with you what i'll sternly disapprove if you don't have a tenacious d album on there now pick a destiny it's easy moving on anyway um, anyway. no. My next album uh, was an album I discovered while recovering. Well, not discovered, I guess, but listened to for the first time fully while recovering from knee surgery. Um, I was looking for something new to listen to because all I could do was sit there and listen to music. So listening to the same shit got really boring. And so I wanted to listen to Nirvana, but like I wanted to listen to everything Nirvana did. And so I ended up listening to Bleach, which is their first album, and. To me, that is their best album because it doesn't have a bad song on it. Mm-hmm. Its highs aren't as high as Nevermind, but its lows aren't as low either. I don't mm-hmm. skip a single song on this. Well, there's probably two or three on Nevermind I have to skip mm-hmm. just because they don't compare to, honestly, how simply constructed but yet perfect those top songs are. It smells, it smells like Teen Spirit. It's like five chords. That's it. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's just and Kurt hates that song. <laughs> Hate that song. I, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he hates it anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Bleach by Nirvana. I still love Nevermind, but I Bleach is just my favorite because it's kind of what yeah. I connected with. And fuck the child on the cover of Nevermind, you pretentious fucking. Yeah, dude. bro. Oh my god. He's been making money off it his whole life, and I think the contract came up or something. So now yeah. he wants that money because he's yeah, not okay having Col- been the Nevermind Col- baby. Because Colton probably doesn't know, but there was a baby on the cover of Nevermind, and it's going for the bill. Yeah, I yeah, know this got, whole story. Okay. Yeah, but you know what he's doing now? Isn't he suing? Well, yeah, but he's literally sold like albums, signed albums from him to fans for money, and now he's what? like. Hey, uh, that's child pornography. I'm gonna sue you guys. Okay, no, I'm fuck so that. Glad. Why would you so, want to sue I'm... Dave Grohl? He's like the greatest dude in music. He just, I'm so, he... <laughs> I'm so glad Dave Grohl is just like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like the nicest dude in the world. You're right? Like, I, I can, he's one of those guys where I could walk into a bar and see him and be totally like a celebrity that I'd be totally comfortable walking up to them because mm-hmm. they have such a welcoming personality. It's like him yeah. and Tom Hanks for me are yeah. the two where if I saw them, I'd just be like, yeah, like they, they'll definitely take the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we're taking shots. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I fell in love with Nirvana as well, like in the early two thousands. Cause I remember lithium was trending on the radio, like every fucking day. And, I think that's the first song that I really heard from them, and then I fell in love with them from that point as well. Um, I mean, they they were really pioneers of their genre, so gotta gotta respect the drip. Um, also, something in the way is gonna become their most listened to song because of the Batman dude. Have you guys seen the new Batman movie yet? No, Colton didn't even know who the new Batman was. I still thought it was honestly Ben Affleck. I didn't know it was Edward. I was like, what the fuck? No. We have claimed him back. 
You know, <laughs> go, trust me, go watch this movie. It is the best movie I have ever seen. It's my favorite movie. It's so good. Um, anyway okay i'm gonna go through the next few on my list just because we're at like half an hour already um so we gotta we gotta pick up the pace here um so my fourth one is sleep talk by Dayseeker. um i got introduced by this band i heard their single crooked soul which was their hello cat uh which was their first just their first single that they released for their album, and I fell in love with Rory Rodriguez's voice um, because, you know, some bands have one vocalist for, like, the harsh vocals and the clean vocals, and it doesn't work. Rory can do both flawlessly. I love Rory's voice, man. And, uh, you know, I feel like nowadays when you when you get to the, the vocal, like, the vocalist, it's one of three things. Either one person does the clean and the harsh vocals, um, one person does the clean vocals, and then one person does the harsh vocals. Um, but they, Dayseeker doesn't need that. And that whole album, Back to Front, is fucking phenomenal. Um, I can't wait to see what they put out next. And uh, he's got other side projects. Uh, Hurt Wave is kind of more of a laid-back version of Dayseeker, but it's still got Rory's amazing vocals on it. Oh, and good. That was, another, that was another album that I played uh that same summer uh that i played the Pelé royale the bastards album yeah. and uh it's fantastic and uh nothing more needs to be said about that but number five number five is special to me because this album i got introduced to by my brother and i listened to it when i was in either just leaving junior high or just starting high school and that's breaking the model by new medicine um <laughs> yeah, Jake Rose is a phenomenal fucking writer, and uh, he's only picked up the pace since because they went on a little bit of a hiatus, and Jake Rose went to go do his own thing. Um, but now that they're back, like you can just see that the energy's still there, and he's so passionate about creating music, it really like inspires you to just want to delve into their like their old stuff and just support them as much as you can. Um, I, I love their energy in the studio. I love their interactions with their fans. Ever since they came out of hiatus, it's just been nothing but support from the fan base, and you can tell that they really appreciate that. Um, nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll do one more, and then I'll pass it off to you, Colton. Sweet. This one was hard to pick from uh, because this band has... Has some stellar albums. Uh, Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Linkin Park will always be one of my favorite bands, and um, still sad that Chester's gone and that they ended on that horrible album. But Hybrid Theory was just action-packed, punched in the fucking throat, like, you're going to fucking sit down and listen to what I have to fucking say. And I've always loved Linkin Park's ability to switch back from again between the clean and harsh vocals. Mike Shinoda is a great like hip hop artist. He's doing his own thing now, and uh, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people didn't realize how much these albums meant until Chester passed. So because of that, it'll it'll always have a place with me as one of my favorite albums. Yep. Fair. All right. Uh, uh, I got four. Um, so it was funny that you mentioned Hurtwave. Uh, I got Night Therapy on here. Um, that album just, in my opinion, no skips. Just such a good album. Uh, very depressing album. <laughs> it's definitely not a happy, cheery album, but goddamn, and Rory, oh, I love the vocals so much. So, Night Therapy, 100%. Um, then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, going to see Ice Nine Kills. Um, Welcome to Horrorwood. Uh, so, so they started coming out, uh, they, they put Hip to be Scared out, and then Assault and Batteries, and then that rest of the album dropped, and just absolutely loved it. Favorite song in there, Ex Mortis, by far, but honestly, I don't have a skip on that. Um, the, the, the vocals are amazing that you can go from, like, this really, like, deep scream to then just 
uh, Spencer's vocals, and he just has such a good voice. I'm so excited to see him live. It's going to be so awesome. Well, um, and, honest, and honestly, like Spencer just gives off such welcome. Like, he gives off such good Big Brother vibes. He does. He's like such a fucking sweetheart. Yeah. And I want to meet him. I'll oh, jump dude, stage. Dude. I'll get tackled. <laughs> Make sure you're vlogging it at least. Um, for legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the last two. Um, this is um, my my parents got me into this. Um, oh, but it's country, isn't it? No, no, it is not. Bon um, Jovi. Thank you. Yes, because uh, so my uh, Christmas fifty shot. I don't think his parents exactly. got him in the nightmare before Christmas. So. Fuck you. Anyways, so yeah, my, my dad never was a country fan. He was 80s. He was that kind of stuff. And he introduced me to Bon Jovi, and oh my god. Bon Jovi, just an amazing person. I would love to meet him. He seems just so genuine, so so sincere, so caring. Um, The two albums I put were Bounce and Keep the Faith. Just such good music. Just so many good songs on there. So many good hype songs, but also so many good just like breakup songs. Just all in all, Bon Jovi, amazing, and still making music that still holds up. Unfortunately, he's now old and wrinkly. Oh, do you remember when he went silver hair? Fuck, yeah, my mom, my mom was so sad when he fucking <laughs> he yeah. stopped having his fucking long blonde hair. I remember when I saw because I saw him on a, a commercial. I'm like, there's no way that's Bon Jovi. And yeah, he went, he went there silver was hair. It was Bon Jovi. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's all mine. That's all. Oh, you're done. Stop throwing bottles on the couch, you fucking heathen. Fuck you, it's right here. That's still on the couch, dude. There's a clan war down there. Alright, before I murder Colton Thomas, what do you got? Okay, well, I'll do a couple, because I, th- I have a few left, and not as mm-hmm. many as you, Brendan, but I still have some. So, I'm going to kind of group two albums together, or three albums together here, I guess. Uh, the Black Album and Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z. Um, those are my two favorite rap albums to ever come out. I just, I love them. I, I started listening to Jay-Z kind of around the same time I did Nirvana, which is really weird, but I did. <laughs> um, and that was just, he's someone I kind of not not could relate to, because I can't in any way, but just like the vibe of his music and the and just how kind of flowy it was kind of caught mm-hmm. me. So that's why I like that. And the same goes with the Illmatic by Nas, who's a lot there's a lot of East Coast rappers I'm realizing here, but um same thing where that album the fir- the message which opens up the Illmatic is in my opinion the greatest opening song on any album ever. Like it's just it's just perfect, it sets the tone, it's mellow but yet impactful. Like the lyricism is unbelievable. And um yeah, there's those two all grouped together or the three all grouped together there. And uh, I've got a couple more, but I want to talk about them individually, so. Fair enough. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, so I'll also rattle off um, an Avenged Sevenfold album. I, uh, I don't know if this was the first album that I got introduced to, but it's definitely the most meaningful, I think, literally for anyone who listens to Avenged. I mean, it's, and that's Nightmare. I was about to ask, is it going to be Nightmare? Yeah. It's gotta be Nightmare. Because oh, 100%. That album was the last recordings that The Rev did. Yeah. Um, The Rev, if you guys don't know, was the Event Sevenfold's old drummer. He unfortunately passed away. Fuck, I don't even know what year. 2012? Hang on. I think that might be when Nightmare came out. Fact check. Um, uh, 2009. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unfortunately the Rev did pass away in 2009, but, um, (laughs) you know, the really, the really spooky thing is it's almost like he, uh, called his own death because at one time, at one point he handed in a song, um, and I can't remember which one it was. I don't think it was Nightmare, but it might've been, um, Dear God, one of the uh, one of the songs on that album, anyways. He uh, handed in. I'm pretty sure he the title of it was um, "Death" or something or "The Death." Um, and so that was the last song that he had written before he unfortunately passed away. But that whole album is just a somber kind of homage to him and his memory. And 
had he not died, he probably would be one of the most prolific drummers in metal right now because that man was fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, obviously, they've they've moved on and stuff, but uh, you know, Sully is always in their hearts. Um, what else do we got here? This was another album that uh, I listened to through high school and kind of got me into the more hard rock, alt rock scene, which is um, One X by Three Days Grace. Um, Adam Gontier will always be one of my favorite vocalists of all time. Um, and One X is a fucking fantastic album front to back. Uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember watching fucking. Uh, pain and uh, and gone forever and like those music videos on my old desktop at my at my house, uh, or like at 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 school. I remember uh listening to it and just being in love with that kind of music and that band. And they really introduced me to the, you know, the hard rock alternative scene. Um, the new yeah. three days grace. Fuck them! Fuck you, Matt Walsh! You oh. fucking dick! Fuck you! <laughs> I knew this was gonna. I was like, I'm gonna mention it because I love. No, don't get, get me heated on that. Matt Walsh is a dick. He pretty much fucking shit talked Adam when Adam had to leave because he said that Adam wasn't reliable, basically. And uh, ever ever since he said that, I've hated the man, and I don't care. And he's not a singer. I mean, a lot of people love the new Thread is Grace. He sounds like he's got fucking a cheese grater down his goddamn throat. Um, sounds, sounds like MGK did on his fucking cover album. Um, oh, that is the worst <laughs> album ever released, dude. Like, fucking hands down. Yeah, I know. The fucking the Linkin Park cover made me want to fucking cry. Apparently him and Chester were boys, though, eh? So that was like an actual homage to him. Yeah, apparently that was the report that came out as they used to be boys. That's unfortunate. Um, anyways, I got two more left on my list, but I will pass it on to you. Yeah, I think I've got five more. Are you well, done, Colton? Shit. Uh, the, I got one more because I thought we were wrapping up. <laughs> I was wrong. Um, I got one more and then I am done. Um, also, Brandon got me into these guys. Um, it I got is... you into guys? No, yeah. Hey, anyway. good for you. Good for you, Colton. It takes a lot of effort to come out publicly, man. I'm very happy for you. I'm sure your parents will love to find out. Your girlfriend will be intrigued. I'm gonna kill him. So goddamn quickly. Anyways, <laughs> um, you just sit here and tell me that I'm wrong. Hey, if Thomas ends up dead, at least we've got video proof now. Yeah. Oh wait. Shit. You're like, yes, and I'm like, wait. Yeah. Okay, I am gonna murder anyways. my best friend. Yeah. Right. Revival by Shine Down. Um, absolutely love Shine Down. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's just a combination of the vocals and and the beat of the music and the. I the mean, writing. Brent, Brent Smith does have wonderful vocals. He he really does. But um, uh, one hundred percent, just love. Love Threat of Survival because that's what got me into um uh Shine Down. Um first song was How Did You Love? That was the first song I ever learned on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if anyone was looking at me and then I'm like, mm, oh, yeah, Yes. Uh and with that, you should that grow out a little stash like all that. my albums. That that is all the albums that have influenced my life in some way or another, whether it's making memories with Brandon or or just getting me through some hard times. That's all of them. Sorry, this time just popped in my the head. White cause... House on fire. Remember oh, that what? one time we were playing Minecraft and you listened to like Bon Jovi breakup songs the whole time, and we're like, Bill, you were building like a fucking goth emo castle, bro. Like, it was just <laughs> that. It, it was like Bed of Roses by Bon Jovi, and he yeah. was walking in this like mansion he was making. He was like, "Damn, bro." <laughs> you still remember what the fuck we called our village? No, Taco Vegas. Why do you know that? <laughs> it's been ten years, man. He's got it. the most obscure facts. He can't tell you like anything useful. There's a reason he's not in college right now. But like he can I tell you that. Fuck you. That was a low blow. Imagine not being smart, bitch. Fuck you. I'm. You've already asked. It right now. How about you trade it in for some bitches, bro? Goddamn. <laughs> Oh, this is getting heated. I cannot wait to see how this episode is responded to by the public. 
Anyway, Thomas. yes, I've got a few more. Uh, there's two that are on here just because every album slaps, and that's Ram or every album, every song slaps. That's Ram by Paul McCartney and Fully Completely by The Tragically Hip. Just good, good albums. Um, th- there's not anything to skip. It's excellent. White Power. Oh, fuck, we started that again. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I've then got Ride the Lightning by Metallica because mm-hmm. there's yeah. like four or five great songs on there that just I like to listen to. I, I don't know. I wanted to throw a metal album on there. It's the first one that popped into my head. I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, the Wall by Pink Floyd is on there. It's my personal favorite Pink Floyd album. I love the story because it, it's a tale of this dude and he's just mentally fucked up and his dad leaves and dies in war and his mom's abusive and his teachers are abusive and so he starts to form this social wall and he just starts snapping at people and he like breaks down mentally and it's about his recovery after. Wild. Um, that's same with 2112. That's why it's on there because it's another story album. There's a cat creeping back. Keep it in for views. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's why twenty one twelve is on there, and then the last album I put was uh, "The State of Art Is on Fire" by Rocket from the Crypt. Um, they're not a, a like a obscure punk band, but they're also like, but they're not mainstream for when it comes mm-hmm. to general public. Like they're popular when it comes to punk, but that's about it. But uh, I found out of that because there was an Instagram story, and it was a song, and it sounded pretty good. And I was like, okay, well, I'll listen to the album, and it's just awesome. I don't think it's a single song I can skip, and it just kind of really started to broaden my horizon into what's the cat doing, bro? I don't know. What's the cat doing? Cat doing? Dog, dude. (laughs) He's strangling the cat. I am not. Um. So yeah, that's why that's on there, and that's all of my albums. So. Um. The only other two I have, I mean, I have more on here. I, I could I could keep going for another like twenty minutes with the amount of uh albums I have on here, but the last two I'll talk about in depth um is The Search by NF. Oh my god, yes. Um I I didn't really know if I'd like NF when I first listened to him because he's a Christian rapper, which he doesn't really refer to himself way. as yeah. a Christian rapper. He basically said, well, you know, what do you call a plumber that's Christian? Do you call him a Christian plumber? Like, you can't just put religion to everything. Well, he does talk about God a lot, and I'm not exactly the most religious of of a person. Sorry, Addison. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, um, I have to show him the episode just for that. Anyways, I'm not the most religious person, but his music does speak deeply to me because he talks about like an abusive mother and not saying my mother's abusive opposite my father however very abusive so like i know what it's like to come from an abusive parent and so like a lot of his music is derivative from that um trauma and the search again um just like i think i said asking alexandria it's another album where you come to a turning point and I feel like there's a lot of a lot of the time this is what happens with musicians is you come to a turning point in your life. The first three albums he released were, you know, they were so heartfelt and they were they were sad, but like they made you think. And then you get to the search, and it's like a f- turning point where he's faced all his trauma. He has literally laid bare everything from his life to his audience, and now it's time to move on and you know work through his trauma and become a better person. Um, so I can relate to him on that level as well, because I feel like everyone comes to multiple turning points in their lives and, you know, being able to convey that through music is, is probably one of the best mediums to do so. Um, because, you know, so many people can relate to it. And the same goes for my 10th album, which is Trauma by I Prevail. I'd say the album's flawless, but it's got one song that I have removed from the album because I cannot stand it. And that's Gasoline off of that album i'm all for like harsher vocals i'm not into screamo i'll say that now i like metal and i like heavy metal but i cannot do the screamo like i don't listen to gojira or any bands like that i can't do the heavy screamo tracks and that is basically all gasoline is is that the album that came with the dead on arrival and every time you leave yeah that was that was because that was their last album they've released um but it's 
it, it's not even the album in itself. It's what everything stands for because they started out as a cover band on yeah. YouTube, like Blank Space. They did a cover of, and they blew up from that. Yeah. And then they released their first album, which I think wasn't as popular. And then they released their second album, which was more popular. That was Lifelines. And then they released Trauma, which was just exploded. Like they, it projected them so far into the scene where they were able to tour and everything. And your cat's being autistic. Oh my um, God, hey, dude, <laughs> calm down. Um, <laughs> but basically, like. They went through so many trials, right? Like, the main singer, um, Brian, he went through a big depressive spurt, and, like, he was suicidal, I'm pretty sure, based on some of the videos that I've seen, like, of the music videos and stuff. And then on tour, their fucking bus burnt down. Right. So yes, were, all their, all their equipment got destroyed. They weren't sure if they could tour, but I think either fans or insurance or something allowed them to get their stuff, like, buy new stuff, buy new bus. And they were able to press um, persevere over all odds. Um, so I think that's got definitely got to be in my top ten. Um, I'm just gonna list off the rest of my albums. I'm not gonna go into depth just to get them out there. Um, I also had attention, attention by Shinedown. That's my favorite album of theirs to date because it's like uh, it's a progressive storyline basically. Um, Wonder what's next by Chevelle. I love so many tracks off of that album that uh, it definitely had to make the list. Um, How Do We Get So Dark by Royal Blood. Royal Blood's actually one of my favorite bands purely because it's a two-piece band. Which, if you know anything about making music, is fucking hard. <laughs> it is fucking difficult to be a two-piece and still sound good. Um, so they're on my list because of that. I also put Inside by Bo Burnham because Bo Burnham. Um, yeah, Bo Burnham, Burnham. I put it on here because yes, he's a comedian, but he's also like, it's he kind of runs like a meta show where he yes he's a comedian, but he's also bringing to light different societal issues. And I think right. Inside did that the best out of any of his like previous albums from his specials. Um, so I definitely connect with that album, and it's just a good vibe album. If you're going somewhere, whatever, there's funny songs, there's like deep songs, there's stupid songs. Saskatoon, uh, that's what you and I listen to. Yeah, whole album. Uh, another band, phenomenal band. Can't wait to see what they come out with next. Hopefully, it's better than their second album. But I put their first album, which is nothing more, nothing more by nothing more. Um, I first heard about the song. I first heard them through the song Jenny, which my brother showed me. Uh, which is basically about his sister and how, you know, she's got all these supports and help if only she reaches out and, you know, allows herself to, you know, let her family help her. And then, you know, I listened to the whole album and it's it's phenomenal from front to back. Not a bad song on that album. Their second album was a bit iffy, which is kind of disappointing, but hopefully they produce something in the near future. Um, and then... I've got Shallow Bay by Breaking Benjamin. That album was fantastic front to back. Um, I love their story because, like, <laughs> at one time, Ben um, from Breaking Ben, imagine that, Ben Benjamin Burnley uh, was in a fight with his bandmates, and they actually tried to sue and claim the rights for the band, and he countersued and won. Um, and then he pretty much picked an all-new <laughs> band to to uh, help him perform and stuff and create albums. And uh, he went through some pretty fucked up psychological shit. Um, his brain, like he was, he was a heavy drinker. And one night, I guess he blacked out and his brain has been affected ever since. And they don't know what's wrong with him. If you, if you want to look more into that, the album cover for Dear Agony, it's got a brain scan on it. And that's actually his brain. And doctors still don't know how he fucked it up, and they don't know what's wrong with it. Um, so like that—that's just a cool story in itself. And oh, yeah, I love that band. You're gonna put a picture of this up. Yeah. What was it called? Um, oh wow. Um, and then the last one, which is a newer album from these guys. I didn't really listen to much of their music until this album. I listened to a few singles, but that's When Legends Rise by Godsmack. That album just gets you pumped. That's a fucking yep. gym album for sure. 
Um, Sully Erna is such a good vocalist, and I do like their older stuff, but their new album was so fucking solid, and it was so awesome to see it live. Well, see it live. I worked the concert. We worked the concert. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, I love that band, and I hope they produce more stuff like that album because it was phenomenal. Um, but that is my list. And yeah. there you go. You guys have any other ones to rattle off? You can. If not, we'll uh, call it here. If we're talking gym oh. albums, nothing beats the game by Motorhead. It's Triple H's wrestling theme, bro. Oh. They played that before a football game one time. That mean I've never <laughs> been like so adrenaline fueled in my life, dude. Like I felt like I was going to war. So I decided to throw that out there. Colton probably listens to, like, Brian Adams in the gym or something. Fuck you, I'm about to read it. No, I listen to Five Finger Death Punch. Right, Carrie. All That Remains. Shine Down. Anyways. Taylor Swift. Before it became a meme, mine was, uh, my, my pump-up one was Face Off by Tech 9 and then it became a it's fucking meme. It's about drive. It's Wait, about power. So for the <laughs> 10 minutes that it wasn't a meme, because it was a meme instantly, dude. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't, I don't know if you're just sheltered from the internet, but like the day I it am, came out, there were memes. No. I always no. There's barely any country on my workout place, so fuck you. But I don't no, know how I just work out the country. Like I'd fall asleep. My wife up left church? me. And she took my dog. I showed you up, church. Huh? With bottleneck. Anyways. Or whatever. Um, the, anyways, hey, hey, hey. I was gonna say one. I was gonna what say. What do one you thing. fucking want? <laughs> um, excuse me. I'm a co-host now. I have just as much right as anyone else. I'm the of this podcast. What okay. I say goes. Okay. All I was gonna say is, I just realized I haven't listened to the full album. Attention, attention. I only know Devil and Attention, Attention. Uh, how I'm do I join the Church it. of Brody? By the way, sorry, this is something I've been dying <laughs> yes. to ask. I've been dying to ask this. So, I, I will be a willing disciple. So, to the audience, uh, if you guys, I think I mentioned on the podcast, but basically, Thomas was Snapchatting me while we were recording the last episode, and he had uh, inquired about how to cho- join the Church of Brody. Um, well, the first thing I think you have to do is just. But yeah, you you know the Church of Brody's growing every day, and uh, it's going to become a feared uh, entity on this planet. Christianity, who exactly? Um, but yeah, if you do want to join the Church of Brody, make sure to you know let us know by reviewing us and uh, and liking all of our posts because that's how you join. churchofbrody.com forward slash join backslash be a member. I'm honestly waiting for some fucking fanatic to come across this one day and just create a fucking page for him. Yeah. But it's yeah. like my cult following, not the show. It's me. They follow me yeah. everywhere yeah. I go. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be terrifying, actually. Um, but anyways, this is kind of an in-depth look at like what kind of music impacted us through our lives and what we deem as our favorites or uh, top of all time. Make sure to let us know what you guys think. Uh, in the YouTube comments, you can put your favorite albums or you know whether you agree or disagree with us. Obviously, you know you can definitely disagree with country because none of us like country here. So I mean, you okay? It's, it's not really. Oh, you. People who like country <laughs> aren't even real. Like yeah. they're lizard people controlled oh, by the government. Exactly. Wait, I'm gonna put this on Facebook when it comes out, and you'll see because almost all my they're fucking followers are country followers. So fuck you. You get to see, dude. You have such vulgar language. Bro. I mean, I could just, I could just edit it so your first album doesn't exist. I'm just saying, I do control what goes in the podcast. Every time we mention it, it's just muted. <laughs> anyways uh, this episode's coming up on an hour so we are going to end things here uh do not think we'd be recording for an hour but uh went by fast and it was fun this was gonna happen uh anyways brody's not here to do the outro so i guess that falls to me um make sure to follow us on all the socials facebook twitter instagram we do have a snapchat i never use so don't do that don't follow that even though it's Yo, let me hit you up on never. the snap bro. Snapchat? <laughs> I'm, I'm slide in DMs, dog. i created a snapchat because i did i posted a bunch of the photos and stuff um on there and then yeah. i just kind of stopped um so yeah go follow us on there 
Uh, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts as well. If you just go to anchor.com, they have different listening platforms such as CastBox. I know a lot of our audience doesn't subscribe to like uh, Apple or uh, Spotify or Google. So, you know, those apps are free, like CastBox is free. So you can listen to us on there or directly through the anchor.com site. Uh, and then. We do have merch, but I would hold off on that because I have to shut down the store until we rebrand on Redbubble. Um, go support us on Patreon. There's different tiers, uh, and you'll get different rewards, such as a shout-out. Um, I think the biggest tier is like $1,000, and you can come on as a, ho- a co-host. No, it's, I don't think it's $1,000, but it is expensive because it is a pretty big thing to set up. I had to pay so much money, dude. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I paid I mean, salary. You have to suck. I mean, he did give me free PP touches alongside with, uh, you know, pain. Well, I was also, I also wasn't hey. sober and that was at my birthday. But like, yeah, I guess I did give you those, didn't I? Wow. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not oh, staying in. That's staying in. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you guys uh, for supporting. Make sure to go leave a review on Apple. I do check those semi-regularly. And then go rate us on Spotify. It's a new thing. You open up the podcasts. Uh, you go to your podcast. You go to B&B Podcasts. And at the top of it, there is a rate option. So if you do have Spotify, that'll help us out. Um, maybe we'll be seen by more people. And uh, there'll, like I said, there'll be the poll on Facebook to vote for the new name. So if you do follow us on Facebook, uh, make sure to go check that out as well. And uh, yeah, thank you, Thomas, for joining us. Hopefully this will be one of many times here on the podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll see if you, if you want to come back. I do. Uh, hopefully next time we have Brody um, and he's not playing WoW like a nerd. Um, I just rated it five stars because I didn't know you could do that. So fuck yeah. yeah. Boost the numbers! Yeah! Boost the algorithm. Tell us we're fat fucks on YouTube. I don't give a shit because it's still... Specifically, comment is a good comment. Any publicity is good publicity. Okay, thank you guys so much for watching and for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye! Bye! Say bye, Thomas? I think I was just going to sit here and nod. (laughs)